Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. Thankfully, no one here has celiac disease because that would drain the joy from our lives. No beer, no thank you. However, that isn't an option for everyone. So when life doesn't give you gluten, make gluten aid? That doesn't work. But there's still a way to ferment without the usual ingredients, and tonight we're going to talk about that. So search your shelf for something without gluten and join us as we have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. Well, I think it's uh, time for some some gluten. No, well, no gluten. It gets super awkward. This is where I guess we need to say it again just to <laughs> reiterate this is the a new possible format. Uh, we want you all to let us know if you like it or not. Uh I guess stay tuned to the end for the feedback info, but <laughs> this is where we used to do banter. Banter is now at the end of the show. This is a record ahead, and we haven't done one of these in a while, but it gives it, us... Yeah, it's really been a minute. It'll anyway. give us a few weeks off. Easter happens, and some people want some pictures of some small children hunting for eggs, so... Hey, our kid is pumped at the idea of hunting for eggs. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm just saying for me, it. I don't know when it happens because it does not affect my life. I guess, uh, speaking of eggs. Been on that truck. <laughs> Seeking bastards. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Really, we got to change Glute? that sounder. Is, is gluten in eggs? <laughs> Probably not. Mm. It's like, no. No. Glu- Look, all I know is gluten is like the force. It's it's all around us. It binds us. Look for that clip. Flows through us. It flows through us. It literally does. <laughs> it penetrates us. It binds, binds us. Uh, glutinous beings are we, not this crude matter. Um, glutinous. Sounds horrendous. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> And yet I want a loaf of bread right now. Uh, The Celiac Disease Foundation says gluten is a general name for the proteins found in wheat and its byproducts, as well as rye, barley, and tricle? Tricle? Tritikele? Tritikle. Nope. All the fun grains. Like... Do you want to have you want to have a good enjoyable time? Well, too bad. Uh, uh, try try tickle uh, is a uh, new cross between wheat and rye. Then why not call it why? 
or REIT. REIT. <laughs> I, I'm for REIT. Golden opportunity. <laughs> Missed. Pretty sure there's got to not be a copyright or copyright, you know, someone that can't own the rights to REIT. TM. <laughs> okay, so here it is. Triticum is the word for wheat, and CCAL uh, is the word for rye. Uh, no, the word for wheat is wheat, is wheat <laughs> and the word for rye is rye. You know how I know that? Because it's the words. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, so gluten helps food maintain uh, foods maintain their shape, acting as glue that holds food together. Again, it's the force. Gluten. <laughs> uh, Again, wheat, rye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now I'm picturing Futurama. It's like, it's like, what are you not getting about this? Fire, hot, professor, smart. Going back to high school health class, we know that uh, humans get their macronutrition from three major types of compounds. Fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure Bill Nye is going to cut in here any second. (laughs) (laughs) in brewing, we are looking. Uh, we are looking to use sugars or carbohydrates uh, contained in a grain to make beer. Mm, beer. Ah, pardon. Uh, but in that uh, in that process, uh, the grains we use typically contain uh, these other proteins called gluten. Uh, the proteins formed in the barley. Uh, start in the field and are affected primarily by fertilizers and weather conditions. Hot, dry growing seasons will cause elevated le- 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 elevated levels of protein in the barley, while cool, damp growing seasons will create more moderate levels. Fertilizer is important because under-fertilized fields will yield lower proteins, uh, which at their basic levels are carbohydrates with added nitrogen atoms. Just picturing, like, uh, 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 like an, it, 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 I hear nitrogen added nitrogen atoms. It's like oh, it's like a uh, uh, nitro carbed. Uh, <laughs> like oh, smooth. It's like a Guinness. Yeah. Uh, nitrogen and fertilizer is what gives uh, gives a plant energy to grow. Uh, so it makes sense that it will have an effect on the overall protein levels in the harvest. Uh, People with celiac disease or gluten intolerance uh, have various effects that show up when they consume gluten proteins. Those effects are poop. Uh, I don't know. Just screwing around. Uh, Celiac disease is, which really uh, should have read the next sentence before I started to, you know, (laughs) screw around. Celiac disease is a serious autoimmune disease that occurs genetically predisposed in people uh, where the ingestion of gluten leads to uh, damage to the small intestine. It's estimated it affects about 1 in 100 people worldwide. Uh, like when people with celiac... Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's honestly like a nightmare. Like, that, that's scenario. a lot more than I thought a number of people, actually. Yeah, that, the... I don't know. It's... I honestly... I know you can you can live a modern life with, you know, with celiac disease, and you can avoid these things. It's very doable now. But stop! I like it's think about just tricky, like though. twenty years ago. How yeah. hard was it? Because um, it was hard to get uh, get away from milk and things. 
Like you couldn't get away from lactose. No, everything's milked. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got uh, I got an old co- uh, friend, an old coworker that uh, has celiac uh, celiac disease, and uh, I used to joke to her though that one day I was just going to come up to her with it's just a bag of pure gluten and just go pocket sand. <laughs> she didn't find it as funny as I did. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when people with celiac disease eat gluten, their bodies mount an autoimmune response that attacks the small intestine. I wonder what the side, what the end result of that's going to be. Uh, these attacks lead to damage to the villi, the small finger-like projections that line the small intestines that promote nutrient absorption. That absorption. There we go. Uh, when the villi get damaged, nutrients cannot be absorbed into the body properly. That is also- a problem. Not only can they not be absorbed properly, you also are prone to what is now being being called leaky gut syndrome, mm. where the brain or where the blood and the intestinal contents are very much more more interacting with each other, and so it kind of like things can get in that shouldn't be able to get in yeah. uh, between those um, no, those not, damaged villi. Not the kind of leaking I was expecting us to be talking about. Uh, well, when making uh, making beer, brewers tend to select varieties of barley with lower protein con- uh, uh, contents, while the distillers select for higher protein. It's because the enzymes that break down starches into sugars and proteins based, uh, and the distillers need more enzymes to convert the unmalted adjuncts like rye and wheat into sugar. Brewers would rather have uh, more starch in the grain that will eventually be turned into sugar because they will have enough enzymes and extra proteins just uh, just means less sugar in the end for the uh, for an all malt mash. Uh, just to be used the enzymes to break up large starch molecules into simple sugars, brewing uh, chemists have developed enzymes that break uh, larger gluten proteins into smaller components. Beers made with these enzymes uh, may not be called gluten-free beer, however, as uh, they started with gluten in them in the first place. Uh, they may only be called gluten-reduced. Uh, still, these beers are less likely to uh, have... Uh, 10 parts per million of gluten in the beer once finished. Uh, 10 parts per million is the lowest value that can be detected in gluten tests that uh, can be used on beer or in other alcohol-containing substances. It has been determined the effects of gluten uh, components after they have been broken down on all celiac patients, uh, so your mileage may vary with your gluten-reduced products. Yeah, it's not been determined. Actually, by the time they get broken down, um, if those components have any effect on celiac patients. Um, and then it's also, it could be, okay, some people they do, some people they don't. Mm-hmm. See, so. now I'm really wishing that spoiler alert. We're not drinking the style this episode. Uh, I'm really wishing we had gone because jungle gems has an entire section labeled oh. gluten free. I forgot about See, that. Yeah. Cause all I can think of when I think of a gluten free beer is a uh, gluteny. Yeah, that's the new Belgium. Yeah. I don't mm. even know if that exists anymore. Oh, no. It's, My old actually, one was Breckenridge. In, I was looking up article. I think. For, and like Stone has last one. Last month, I think. Um, Stone has one, and I don't know. They're, they're, they're more common now than they were, obviously. That I remember before, it used to just be like the new Belgium and Stone ones. and <laughs> Like if you were looking for... Gluten-free beer. Those. That, that was it. <laughs> Feel like Rheingeist had one. Yes, I thought that too, but yes, I didn't did. see it today. That's. I think sure. I can't think of its name, but 
They might have entire lines that are like technically gluten free now. That might, yeah. I don't know. Like it's not. It wasn't what they set out to do, but it just kind of ended up that way. But I all I know is a life without uh, beer and whiskey is not a life worth living. Pretty much. Um, so, distilled spirits are typically gluten-free. Oh, for, see? There we go. But for a different reason. While a whiskey may be made with grain alcohol, which contains gluten, the distillation process will leave the gluten behind when the product is made. The vaporization uh, point of the gluten molecule is much higher than that of alcohol or water. Good to know. Mm, okay. The sea light, and that the makes sea, that makes sense when I'm thinking of like a column still or something where it's like, oh yeah, you're literally just getting you're, all right. Yeah, cooking it out. The Celiac Disease Foundation has concluded that whiskey, regardless of the grains used to make it, is gluten free as a result of distill distillation process. I keep wanting to use a different word that has no meaning here. <laughs> yeah, yet some individuals with celiac disease and gluten sensitivity may react to whiskeys made from gluten-containing grains. And that has a lot to do with sloppy processing. Mm -hmm. So if you run a still really hot, it starts bubbling up, and what bubbles up may, may flow over into the container. And even though it's not truly distilled, it's just kind of the spill and the backwash mm -hmm. from a high high amount of like activity in the kettle. Um, also, if you've got an open container of alcohol right beside powdered malt or powdered grains, you know, that could definitely fall in <laughs> there and, and change things. But no, the devil you say. <laughs> The TTB, however, does not allow for any distilled alcohol made from gluten-containing ingredients to be labeled as gluten-free. Products using distilled gluten-containing grains can, however, use the statement processed or treated or crafted to remove gluten. Additionally, these products must state that they're made from gluten-containing grains and that it can't be verified that 100% of the gluten was removed during distillation. Fair, though. Yeah. Uh, for those with gluten intolerances, beverages like wine, cider, and uh, liquors should contain no gluten unless it was added in the process via a flavoring or other processing chemical. Or so, cross-contamination. Yeah. I, I probably should put that in there, too. <laughs> Some beers may also be labeled as gluten-free because they use exclusively grains and sugars that do not contain gluten. Sometimes these grains are used simply because they taste good and add something to a product already using barley, which contains gluten. <sighs> oh, so now let's, yeah, let's get into the, the the various different grains out there that are considered alternative grains. Not all of them are necessarily gluten free, but they're considered alternative grains by uh, the BJCP, and so not your traditional. Barley, uh, malted barley, wheat, or corn. Um, those are the, the main ones that you would normally see in beer. Ah, uh, corn. <laughs> All right. Corn. <laughs> Oats would be one example. While it does what about Hall? Hmm? What it's about next. Hall? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we're giving Oats top billing for a change then. <laughs> Oat and Hall. <laughs> 
While it does not contain gluten itself, a beer may have oats added in to give a creamier mouthfeel. Stouts may, yeah, it, it, the current movement, well, I should say the most recent movement in craft beer would really have you hurting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because the pastry stout movement is not good for people with celiac. It's not good for anyone, honestly. No. Uh, stouts made with about 10% oats have a sweeter, smoother flavor. Some beers may be made with 100% gluten-free grains. We'll talk about these alternative grains and what flavors they may add. Mm, flavor country. All right, let's 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 start this trip into flavor country. It is buckwheat belongs to a group of foods commonly called pseudo-cereals. Okay. <laughs> Pseudo-cereals are seeds that are consumed as cereal grains but do not grow on grasses. Other common pseudo-cereals include uh, quinoa and... I've always said amaranth, but I don't know that that's correct. I, I uh, looks my, good for me. Amaranth. My brain just went, I'm on a Marth. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Also, I need to talk to the person who decided we're pronouncing that quinoa. Quinoa, yeah. I, I heard someone say quinoa or something, something like that, and I was like, "No, no." In sh- true show fashion, it should be it should be quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> you got any of that quinoa? It's what prevents God, you from I, getting. Uh... It genuinely hurts. <laughs> God, getting... I want to do that in a restaurant at some point. But then you oh, just you're that sure. person who who earnestly says tortilla or something, you know? Like it's just stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but also quesadillas and fajitas. Oh, <laughs> I, I need uh, 1,500 chicken fajitas. <laughs> that, you know, so from the first time I saw, like, that's the first episode of Family Guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, that joke was just so over my head because I was just like, <laughs> the hell are they getting at? <laughs> because, it, like, it was so beyond me that someone could mispronounce it to that degree. <laughs> That the joke was lost on me until it's like seriously 15 years later. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's what I was like, oh, they're just driving home that he's an idiot and doesn't know fajita. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Uh, pseudo cereals, gluten free. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Buckwheat is not related to wheat and is thus gluten-free. It's used in buckwheat tea or processed into... Is that oats? <laughs> Please tell me it's supposed to be oats. No, no, that's groats. <laughs> what are groats? <laughs> it's, it's, well, when a, when, a, when a mommy goat and a daddy oat really love each other... <laughs> so if you or take it's, or it's you make a goat out of oats <laughs> if you take a grain and take off the hole on the outside and just crack it up a little bit so like a whole grain may be one whole piece but a groat may be if you broke that into four pieces <laughs> oh okay i had to look up <laughs> i fully get it but i'm gonna keep snickering like i'm 12 <laughs> It's kind of like everything in the grain except for the husk. Yeah. For some reason, I'm just like, no, you're groat. That's got to be like 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm like, it's like your taint foreskin or something. Look, you uh, he got him by the groat. <laughs> got him by the groats. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I also don't like if if buckwheat isn't a form of wheat. Why are we calling it buckwheat? That's a great question. I, I, I do not a trend like of wheat. I, this is annoying, and they should stop. Well, anyway, buckwheat is used. We should, in let's buck- call it. Let's call it groat instead. <laughs> it's used in buckwheat tea. Who would have thought buckwheat's used in buckwheat tea? Or it's processed into groats, flour, and noodles. <laughs> the here's even better, Brittany. Um, it also has the name beach wheat because it looks like the seed from the beech tree. No. And so it's neither beech tree nor wheat. <laughs> but its name is beech wheat. Stop it! <laughs> it it's like the it, at some point you're just like, can we? Could somebody else be in charge as far as words go? Like I don't. It's like. Red onions that are obviously purple, and <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, the I'm thing- just thinking of those TikToks you used to send me of the guy going like, "Oh, mouse, I love that guy. mice, yeah, moose, <laughs> moose, not meese, not mooses, M- moose. not mooses, moose. What? So yeah, yeah, that, the- that's one of the best TikToks ever. <laughs> the groats used in much <clears throat> the same way as rice are the main ingredient in many traditional European and Asian dishes. I'll bet they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Buck- Get some of that traditional groat. <laughs> Buckwheat has become popular as a health food. Yeah, that's it's been a popular health food yeah. for a while, but due to its high mineral and antioxidant content. Its benefits may include improved blood sugar control. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I might need some more... Uh, <laughs> Need some groat in your life. Yeah. Uh, like barley, they have uh, endosperms. <laughs> what is that? Oh, do we make a buckwheat cereal and the the tagline is, it's groats? <laughs> Oops, all groats. Oops, all groats. <laughs> oh, this one's off the rails. We're not even halfway through. Or all oops, right. all endosperms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it contains. Uh, <laughs> How do you say that word? Which one? Barley. Ailey. Diastatic. No, they have endosperms and oh, uh, that weird word. Aileron. Aileron. I, I took a guess at it. I was in my head. Probably I said aileron. Yeah. And so I don't know. You know, whatever. Aileron. Exactly. Anyway, which is uh, the proteins that are stored as granules inside the cells of a plant seed. Huh. All right. All right. Words. And contain the diastatic <laughs> enzymes alpha amylase and beta amylase. Elyron. Elyron. Okay. Oh, there you go. The more you're L, you're no. Brother to Elrond. I was like, I, I, I went there, and I also went L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, that's where I, when he said L. Ron, I went Hubbard. <laughs> and uh, like what was the to, book, what was the book last time? I was just saying, uh, we're trying to loop uh, this one Daddy, back around to the last episode. Daddy, uh, Daddy's drunk, oh, no. Oh, Bobby's, Bobby's drunk, drunk again. <laughs> Wasn't it Danny or? I thought it was I Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's okay. drunk again. 
Bobby <laughs> was drunk again. I I drank a lot of scotch last week. Oh God! Uh, and moving on. <laughs> The proportion of buckwheat in a mash may be as high as 50%, though experimental mashes with 100% buckwheat have been reported in brewing literature. However, 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 because of because of the buckwheat's relatively high protein content, a mash with buckwheat generally necessitates a grist-to-water ratio of 1 to 4 or thinner to avoid ex- excessive mash viscosity clumping i hate when that happens and low extract volumes I hate when that happens and, even more and that one to four usually means for every one pound of grain you need to add four pounds of water wow look that the one thing i've got going for me is i do not have low extract volumes the nurse told me i have great volume wow. <laughs> we haven't That's, even been drinking that much right now no, we're just slap happy. I don't know what it is today. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, spelt, also known <laughs> as Dinkle. Dinkle wheat. I take that back. The way they're interpreting it here is one pound of grain, four quarts of water, so a gallon per pound. Oh. Okay. Yep. So eight, eight pounds for every one pound. Eight pounds. This, also, this episode is just wonderful for weird words. Oh yeah, hmm. no, it's great. I mean, it's great scientific words. Like those are fantastic when you're starting to get a buzz going, like <laughs> groat and spelt and dinkle, dinkle wheat. <laughs> spelt, also known as dinkle wheat or hold wheat, which is what I've heard it as, is a species of wheat that has been cultivated since approximately 5,000 BC. I'm picturing like the Fairly Odd Parents dad of going like. Dinkle wheat. <laughs> Dinkle wheat. Dinkleberg. Uh, spelt was an important staple food in parts of Europe from the Bronze Age to medieval times. Now it survives as a relic crop. Or relic. <laughs> Relicit crop in Central Europe. And it kind of is a relic. And Northern Spain. And it has found a new market as a health food. Spelt is sometimes considered a subspecies of the closely related species common wheat, in which case its botanical name is considered to be... Uh, we talked about this earlier, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Uh, Triticum? Triticum? Aestivum? Uh, yeah. Estevez. Yep. <laughs> Aestivum. Nailed it. Subspecies spelta. Uh, spelt does contain gluten, but is used for its slightly sweet, more nutty, spicy flavor. Has a similar mouthfeel to wheat malt as well, but with a softer, more pillowy feeling. Uh, sorry, I'm still thinking the idea of, of you know, uh, uh, hold wheat. is like, you know, like, oh, right, it's a health food. They're like, oh, yes, would you like to eat like a, like a medieval peasant? No, no, I wouldn't. I mean, they were, that... they were they were in such great shape because they worked all the time and they died at thirty. It's the the paleo diet. It's like, oh, do you want to eat like you know, like a caveman? It's like, no. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Again, they weren't in, they they weren't in great shape because of you know, <laughs> for health Their reasons. Diet. It was yeah, it was what they could eat. <laughs> 
It's also like, sh- should we add a degree of, you know, ground up rocks? Because that's what was happening. They were Their diets were more like a bird's. Like chickens, you need to be swallowing small pebbles to help grind Head. up the food. I got I a just, gizzard. Yeah, I was going to say that went into your old caveman gizzard. <laughs> that's what the appendix was for. Oh, I, well, that's not bad, but I've got a new new piece of info on that one. Okay. Oh. Sorry, it's just a dumb joke I was making. I think it's a throwback. We've discussed uh, appendix uses in the past. Who hasn't? All right. Um... So I, I initially I was like, oh, we're going to talk about the sweetening things now. And I'm like, oh, this is a grass? Never knew anything about sorghum. Um, so sorghum is a grass, apparently, that provides a gluten-free grain that is grown widely as a food crop in Africa and Asia, as well as parts of the Americas and the Oceania. Sorghum is related to millet. And although there are numerous species under sorghum genus, the main crop variety is sorghum bicolor. In the U.S., it's chiefly cultivated as a substitute for corn for livestock feed and or bioethanol production. Uh, it's also turned into sorghum syrup, which is, I think, how we would know it most. Um, I mean, you tell me there's a syrup? Yeah, that's how I'm going to know something. Yeah. Uh, sorghum is well adapted to growing in hot, arid climates and requires sustained high temperatures for a high yield. Sorghum subspecies are grouped into grain, grass, sweet, and broom corn varieties. All right. Broom corn. Yeah. Broom corn. Uh, gra- See, between, between corn and syrup, now I'm just thinking about my grandma making pancakes, and it was like, here's your corn syrup. Yeah. There's no maple or anything. No, corn syrup. All right. <laughs> so a- another aside, um, we're kind of starting to get on to where we got that from Costco, right? Um. It was a maple agave oh, no, syrup. Was Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's maple yeah. agave syrup blend. It's so good. Mm. It was only Again, like two dollars too. <laughs> just like corn syrup, just a <laughs> just a jug of it. Uh, just some like that's basically what we have. At this point. <laughs> you say Cairo corn syrup? <laughs> Pretty much. Just did it, did pour it, that on there. Like, did it even right. have the coloring added, or is it just the clear? No, clear. <laughs> oh my god! So you might as well. You been, say. Like you say form. that, and I'm just they're like, all right, I'm eating. I'm going. It's pretty good. In fairness, it's just sugar. Yeah, I mean, it I guess look, it would look like you're just pouring like KY jelly on your. I say the the clear color. I'm no. See, me me and my dad were talking about this uh, not too long ago, and it was literally us going like, yeah, I mean. Is that weird? Like, I, I, apparently, people find that weird. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it seemed weird at the time, but. It was pure sugar. It was tasty. That's like, yeah, that that was the end of the thing. And was it was cheap. Aunt Jemima too spicy or flavorful? No, I think it was just they had bought a lot of corn syrup for other stuff, and they just went, don't, don't even bother going to buy Here more stuff. Go. Just pour some syrup. We have syrup. It's corn syrup. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's fine. And there's probably no difference in doing that versus like. It's, it's Eastern Kentucky. The reason was someone was being cheap. Yeah. I would say there's no difference still, in that versus like honey, but I don't know. Honey's at least natural. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, naturally, corn becomes a syrup when you do that process to it. Yeah. Well, I just think of corn syrup as like. Uh, okay. No, I know. It doesn't it, okay. Um, well, sorghum also ruins me because I think of the sorghum festival back home. Uh, or is it like West Liberty or somewhere that has it? 
I don't know. Yeah, I still have a I, like cheap plastic coffee cup from that thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm aware of what you're talking about. I can't remember where it is. Yeah. Nor have I been. Look, Kentucky has those counties. Some of them have some really weird festivals. Can we, can we I mean, just True. mention court days. The hell's that? So what's that about? <laughs> no, it's supposed to be great, though. The best one, like Apple Day? The hell? Yeah. No, Apple, what, Apple what, is No, like, you can't defend that. You can't defend an Apple Festival in the fall? Seriously? I don't think it was the fall, was it? Yeah, it's in October. Even Floyd oh, County. I just think it's earlier. Floyd County's yeah. is one of the biggest stretches where it's like Ginny Wiley days. It's like because she passed through here. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say my <laughs> my town's at least like apples. It's fall. Okay. Sure. But you get a I, lot of amazing see uh, ours. Ours was red, white, and blue. Why? I don't know, man. America. <laughs> but Pike County, they have the the winner of them all. Yeah, that's it, true. It is Eastern Kentucky through and through hillbilly days and it is all of eastern kentucky and i think even parts of west virginia and virginia they're all like, also no. the same festival it's the same carnies well, just yeah. hitting yeah. town yeah. to town but hillbilly so, like, days represents and is bigger than all of them mm. all right anyway <laughs> sorry we got we we're, man we're tangenting hard today yeah <laughs> uh, it's because it's an off week and we're all just like what it's tangent um, hard with a vengeance <laughs> So, uh, grain and sweet sorghums can be used in brewing. That's the moral of that story. Anyway, the use of sorghum as a brewing grain is traditional in Africa, where sorghum-based alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages have been made on a small homebrew scale for centuries. Sorghum is also widely used in the modern African industrial brewing because domestically produced sorghum is less costly than imported barley. That's fair. Uh, Guinness Stout, for instance, is made in Nigeria from a sorghum mash and malt extract. Sorghum can be malted in a fashion similar to barley, but requires higher temperatures for germination. Hmm. Yeah, I would, would I, never have known that about the Guinness thing. Yeah. Also, I'm now very curious about this, about these uh, home-brewed sorghum. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just because I'm, like, it's like, I've not had an African... I, alcohol before i would like to i'd like to know more yeah um so in brewing malted sorghum behaves very similarly to malted barley in the mash it's hydrated its enzymes break down starches to sugars and the sugar containing wort is boiled cooled and fermented with brewer's yeast unmalted sorghum can also be used as a starch adjunct in brewing Notably, some traditional African sorghum-based beverages are fermented with lactobacillus or may be produced by way of a sour mash to generate a sour-tasting beverage. Sorghum malt is not widely available in the U.S., but sorghum syrups, of course, can be used as a substitute, uh, as we have discussed, more or less. Uh, in North America, the increasing coincidence or incidence sorry, of celiac disease has led to the production of several gluten-free commercial beers, Made from sorghum in conjunction with other gluten-free grains, including rice. Uh, just okay. have a Bud Light. No, you're, gonna say, yeah. <laughs> you're good to go. I was um, going to say, you got, you got real close there to celiac denier. <laughs> Coincidence of celiac <laughs> and gluten. <laughs> Did not mean to be that person. Uh, so, Buy my new vitamin. <laughs> uh, Lakefront Brewery of Milwaukee, Wisconsin launched its new grist in 2006. Uh, AB InBev produced the first nationally distributed gluten-free beer also in 2006 under the brand name of Redbridge. 
Uh, more recently, the first commercial American beer brewed from 100% malted sorghum was introduced by Bard's Tail Brewing Company in Buffalo, New York. Millet belongs to the same grass family as barley, maize, and sorghum. It also has a nutty corn-like flavor. It's said to be a versatile crop because of its ability to thrive in harsh conditions. Millet is another ancient crop, possibly dating back to 2800 BC. <coughs> there are numerous varieties of millet with proso millet. Um, I read that as Prosecco millet. <laughs> I almost said proto, so we're all in the great boat. Um, it's the common millet. Uh, it's likely what oh. you'll find at a place like Whole Foods or a local organic market. Yeah. Uh, there doesn't appear to be a vast amount of research done on brewing with millet, but it does appear to produce acceptable beers. Across the literature, millet was often compared very closely to sorghum, which has been used in many parts of the world, mainly in European-type bloggers. Hmm. That's weird. I was, I was just about to think, I was like, I don't know if I know anywhere that, that makes a, uses millet for yeah. for beer. I, but I am completely unaware of any. I'm not a millet drinker. <laughs> millet, millet light. Millet light. It's millet time. I don't know oh, if I make one, it's either. definitely going to be the one it's called. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a law that has to like that that's a thing that Ed, needs to edit happen. this set of the podcast we can't let anyone else know this <laughs> we have already uh, copywritten that little do you know <laughs> Quick, mail that mail that uh, uh certify the mail that to yourself mm. it's it's a good way for copywriting <laughs> um millet is a grain that must be cooked, though, before it can be used in the brewing process, uh, much like many of the other cereal grains like corn out there or wheat, um, unless it's malted. Uh, millet has a very high gel gelatinization, uh, gelatinization temperature compared to most grains, though. In a study of over 20 varieties, the range was from 168 to 173 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, because this range is warmer than typical mashing temperatures, a cereal mash would have to be performed. More or less, that means that you take it um, and you boil it, or you, you basically cook it down somehow uh, at a high temperature for a little bit of time, and then you cool it back down and add your enzymes after it's cooled. Um, your enzymes are going to denature. They're going to go away and you can't use them at a certain temperature. So you've got to cook it, cool it, and then add in other grains that have enzymes in them. Sorry, I, my brain went to bop it for a second. Like, cook it, cool it. <laughs> <Bop> it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. Uh, rice is probably the most widely used adjunct in the U.S. Um, up there with corn. While a traditional brewer may be able to use rice in their mash tons, most brewers will opt for a rice syrup, which can be purchased from most brewery suppliers. Uh, brown rice syrup appears to be the most readily available. Uh, the syrup will add very little flavor, but quite a good amount of additional fermentable sugar. Effectively, providing higher alcohol with less flavor, there are many varieties of rice available. Some craft brewers are beginning to use specialty varieties like black rice to add a craft flair to what has traditionally been a macro beer ingredient. Yeah, it's just like it's the most widely used adjunct. I was like, I mean, in fairness, I have to imagine uh, Budweiser and Bud Light account for uh, what ninety percent of that 
and by uh, just sheer tonnage. I was yeah, about yeah. to, like, my brain was filling in before he could complete the sentence. He's like, there are many varieties of Budweiser. <laughs> was what my brain was <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much where it's all used. Um, there are very few breweries that are going to use it, and when they do, they're trying to emulate the Budweiser type drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, while grains must usually be mashed to gain uh, access to or unlock the sugars from the starches, many sugars are available which require no additional processing. These may be added to the boil, the fermenter, or even post-fermentation to achieve various effect, effects. Um, if added pre-fermentation, these sugars will typically ferment out completely, leaving only alcohol and a little bit of flavor behind with no residual sweetness. If added post-fermentation and not allowed to re-ferment, they will add additional sweetness to the beer. Um, honey is likely one of the oldest fermented sugar sources that isn't a fruit. Uh, while fermenting a drink with more than 50% of the fermentable sugars being honey, you would get mead instead of a beer. That's exactly Lower amounts, my question. I was going to say, at what point does it become, <laughs> a, you know, a, a, an adjunct and then it becomes, you know, when does it turn it from beer to mead? Yeah, I've always, I've always read it as what's your, your primary ingredient by weight. Um, or at least your primary source of sugar by weight. I'm, I'm just I'm picturing that uh, that little honey wand thing from like the uh, <laughs> Cheerios, like honey nut Cheerios thing, just like pouring <laughs> into a thing of beer, just going up, 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 and mead. <laughs> so honey will add a flavor that changes depending on the type of the flowers that the bees used for collecting and making the honey. Um, Orange blossom honeys are light and take on a floral citrusy aroma, while buckwheat honey is darker and closer to an earthy, malty aroma, like a rich toasted toffee or a molasses flavor. So I didn't know this until I was visiting my parents and they were watching some show on, uh, I think it's like Discovery or something, uh, about some, you know, it's, it's, it's in the vein of Moonshiners, but he does beekeeping oh yeah uh and he's a little crazy haired guy yeah yeah uh but like they do a thing where they bring out just all these different honeys collected from bees near different you know flowers and i went oh i wouldn't even consider that would make a difference yeah so one of your big uh i mean basically in, in the farming industry they have they have bee hiring companies and so you don't need bees all the time. You don't need pollinators all the time, but it's great to have them whenever they really need them. And so they'll have, when the flowers of that plant are in bloom, they'll bring the the bee boxes out and they'll pollinate the entire field. And then they'll come back later and collect the boxes. And you know that that honey is all from that type of tree. So they'll bring bee boxes out in the middle of an orange field. You'll get all that honey and you know it's orange blossom honey. You take it to an almond field. Although I've not seen almond honey, I know the bees are a big, big like a big deal in the almond industry. Um, so they'll do that for almonds as well. Um, but basically, you're you're getting that exact pinpoint of this is when we got it, so we know it's always going to be these flowers. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's just a weird thing that I hadn't realized was like makes a makes a, a sizable difference. Absolutely. Um, even in the color. Yeah. 
So molasses or black treacle is a viscous substance resulting from the refining of sugarcane and sugar beets into sugar. Molasses varies in the amount of sugar, method of extraction, and age of the plant. Sugarcane molasses is primarily used to sweeten and flavor foods in the United States, Canada, and elsewhere. Molasses is the major constituent of a fine commercial brown sugar. It is also one of the primary ingredients used to make and distill rum. Molasses has a stronger flavor than most alternative syrups. Brown sugar, of course, is just simple white sugar that's been given a coating of molasses on the outside, and it lends to a lighter version of molasses with a less intense flavor while also adding extra fermentable sugars. So can we say that molasses is why brown sugar tastes so good? That is. Okay. And then we should also uh, say uh, avoid uh, massive waves of molasses. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, oh, the most dangerous of the ingredients we were discussing. <laughs> At least the most lethal. I think this. I think molasses has killed more people than anyone on this list. Yeah. Uh, directly. How many? Directly. People, yes. How many people died in the molasses flood? It was like fourteen. <sighs> Something like that. And like. <laughs> The, you know, they talk about people like you know being stuck there, and like that's also part of it. But like I'm just thinking of like the the scene in uh, Austin Powers, where it's like the slow moving wave, and one guy is standing going, "No, <laughs> move, just not... move, just get out of the way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, invert sugars. So invert sugars are a mixture of glucose. Dextrose and fructose produced from sugars um, like sucrose by the application of heat and an acid, uh, also called a sugar doctor. Um, you can use cream of tartar or citric acid in there, but basically, you add, you heat it up, heat up a, 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 a sucrose sugar. So basically, what you would get out of the bag when you go to the store, and it breaks down. It takes the two molecules that are in there um, that make up sucrose. It's a. I remember the old uh, Nickelodeon cartoons where they're reading the back of the cereal box and they're like monodisaccharide, like all the different long words. Mm-hmm. Um, so sucrose is a disaccharide, meaning two sugars. Um, glucose and fructose. Uh, pretty sure both of those would be monosaccharides within that. And so you, you combine those two, you get sucrose, uh, you break them apart, and there's sugars on their own. So the addition of acid and heat lets those two break apart and lets you get glucose and fructose separate. And that's what all an invert sugar is, is when you have separate um, monosaccharides instead of a single disaccharide. Um You've, so segregated this affects, your, you've segregated, segregated your saccharides. <laughs> they are still integrated. They are oh, just okay. not um, – they are not st- together anymore. We've divorced the sucrose. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so also, what is what is cream of tartar? It cream sounds, of tar- sounds it, fishy. It's a powdered baking ingredient um, that is basically used just to add acidity um, because a little bit of it would, would – just add enough acidity in the in the kitchen. Um, I think I've seen it used with like egg whites when whipping up meringues. Yes, uh, that's. I was. Yeah, like, I, 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 I thought it was just somehow you took tartar sauce, <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately went, "No, gross." Um, I was. I always think of the tartar off your teeth. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brittany was having uh, British Bake Off. Yeah, flashes. I was literally getting. I was like, "Oh, meringue." Okay. Yep. 
Uh, it's a dry powder-like acidic byproduct of winemaking. Comes from tartaric acid, oh. um, which is the the ingredient that um, makes wine tart, if you will. Oh. Mm. I was just waiting for this to tie back to the Mongols somehow because they were called the Tartars uh, in certain <laughs> certain areas. I was like, all right, come on, where where's the Mongolian connection? I know it's here somewhere. <laughs> So if you if you make this sugar invert, it really affects the sweetness, the solubility, and the amount of crystallization that can be used in candy making. But where it's really used in the beer brewing process is by the Belgians. So the Belgians go through this process of making invert sugars, and what they do is they make Belgian candy sugars. Um, they are caramelized a little bit differently depending on what you're going to make. Uh, we just made a, a quad a Belgian quad that had wow. a dark candy sugar in it. So it was very, very dark, tasted very much like molasses, um, but it was more or less just this invert sugar that had been cooked a little longer, so it darkened up, although you can get amber and light varieties as well. Did I try um, this quad, or is this a different quad? It was the one with the uh, pomegranate in it as well. Okay. Um, it was the one that just went on the night you got there. Yeah, because it was like, because uh, it, it, yeah, we were talking about just like there's just, it had everything, it felt like. Yeah. Um, so maple syrup is the last one in this list. It's another processed sugar that's made by boiling the sap of the maple tree until it becomes thick, viscous, and slightly caramelized with a distinct maple flavor. Maple syrup is a uh, big business, and there have been attempts to steal and smuggle the substance from national stockpiles in Canada even. Um, that's a really cool – if you can watch the documentary on the, the stockpile smuggler, Canada has – much as the U.S. has a um, stockpile, an emergency ration of gasoline that can be released uh, in yes, case of emergency, a... um, Canada has an emergency stockpile that can be released of maple syrup. Honestly, that's the, pod, the podcast – I've seen or I've listened to whole podcasts about this happening and like the major incident where this happened. And it yeah. honestly plays out exactly like uh, some of our prohibition episodes with how, <laughs> like the whiskey warehouses and all this stuff, and siphoning it out, and like it's it was essential. It's like whiskey there, like yes, <laughs> they just have, high dollar big business. Yeah, they have government controlled warehouses where it's stored and watched over until you know such date is deemed to be released. I want my bottle and bond syrup. Yes. Oh yeah, hundred percent or fifty percent alcohol and above syrup. E.H. E. Taylor <laughs> maple syrup. Oh God, yes. I, say, I think actually That's, Trader Joe's. Had those like are some. A those are some pancakes there. Whiskey one. Yeah. Those. Those are the pancakes I want. Yeah. Uh, that's so. That's it. There's a there's a Mad Men episode where they use Frangelico on a uh, on uh, right. French toast instead of uh, <laughs> like syrup. They just grab awesome. the wrong bottle and he's like. Did I do bad? Like, actually, it's pretty good. And I was like, I bet you it would be. Especially on French <laughs> toast specifically. Like, yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so it's important to note that most pancake syrups that are sold in the supermarket are not maple syrup. Uh, instead, it's a simple syrup or a corn syrup uh, that is, is then flavored <laughs> with a natural and artificial flavorings. Don't even uh, need it. <laughs> or you can just, just drink it straight out of the bottle. Just, just. Just slather that corn syrup all over everything already. Being super troopers here. <laughs> uh, 
so some ingredients that may be added to the beer that taste like maple syrup, though, if you don't want to add the sugar content of maple syrup but want to get the same flavor, um, are the fenugreek seed. That's what you get when you're you're trying to make fake maple syrup is you they use fenugreek to flavor that. Um, and then the candy cap mushroom is really a cool ingredient. I saw a beer made out of that at the the uh, in very small batches because it's super expensive. It's a forged ingredient, not something that they can actually grow and harvest. Um, so it's super expensive, and it takes a lot of it. But they I have do. made a few kegs at um, Great American Beer Festival. Am I the only one who heard forged ingredient, not foraged? Yes. Like oh, it was I smelted. Heard, I was like. What is going on? That ping. Up with this ping. I, I heard um, forged as in counterfeit. Oh, oh, okay. No, I, I definitely got the the like. I, I was I'm, I was I'm thinking picturing... there was like there's an a hammer and anvil as you're yeah. like, get this mushroom out like ding. See, you, yeah, I'm, I'm picturing us, dwarves. All and... of us were going somewhere different. Whereas I'm seeing people in like an attic or basement with grow lamps, <laughs> growing them secretly. <laughs> I mean. I wish you could do that. Um, I also, wish you could you could grow it under a grow lamp. I want to say fenugreek does not taste like maple syrup because <laughs> that was one of the things that, like, before we had to, to like go through the like procedure and whatnot. I it was one. It's the one of the things they tell you to get. Um, yep. To like, yeah, to boost fertility and whatnot. That's no. why we had some of it around the house, I think. That's the only reason I've, I've had it around here. We made fenugreek cookies. Yeah, no. Uh, look, it worked. <laughs> There's twins. <laughs> say that, it that was not or, a good taste. It was that or the Clomad. That, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's straight up the, uh, <laughs> the medicine. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll work. Uh, but the fenugreek helped, right? No, <laughs> we were not. Uh, we did not stick with that one very long, or yeah. she didn't. I made the cookies a couple times, so that was it. Yeah. Um, but there is a um, there's somebody that I work that I sus- work with that I suspect highly. It takes fenugreek as a supplement um, because every time he walks around, he smells like maple syrup. <laughs> so either he's rubbing it on himself or he's taking so much of it it's coming out of his pores. <laughs> That's not a bad That's, thing to like No, it's not a bad smell. Yeah. You're just walking uh, around with some pancakes following him just like come can on. Can you <laughs> come with me? Can you just imagine uh uh like ingesting so much of this stuff that when you know when you sweat you're sweating out maple syrup. <laughs> like God. just, just that's the smell that comes out you're just like you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, that was the case. Yeah. No, maybe you don't shower every day. Also, but like, wouldn't you be di- like just eaten alive by mosquitoes? Oh, I don't know. It's a good question. Because you're I mean, you're just like that do, much sweeter. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, if, 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 if you live the life, like that, if you live the life I do, where you're inside at all times. True. True. Maybe not. Uh, All right. So that is a breakdown of many of your gluten-free alternatives, but also many of your uh, non-gluten-free alternative fermentables. Uh, Most of your sugars are going to be gluten-free, by the way. Um, I didn't put that in there, but if it's a sugar base that's not coming from grain, um, as most of them are, then it's not going to have – it's going to be made as a gluten-free product. And if it's made in a gluten-free facility, then you're good to go, probably. 
See, uh, the most important thing I learned is that someone who can't consume gluten can still consume whiskey. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a saving grace right that there. That there's hope. Yeah. As long as it's processed in the appropriate way, yeah, you, you should be able to, to consume that unless you have a very heightened um, they system. Can con- they can consume whiskey but not moonshine. Uh, yeah, I, I would be. Uh, I, would I, be I would be hesitant to give them something like, "Yeah, is that is all, that safe?" Probably not. Although it depends on what moonshine you're going for, because most of your moonshiners out there, um, it that moonshine has never seen a grain. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's That's pure true. bag sugar. Yeah, yeah, um, and pure tomato paste sugar and yeast. Uh, this episode also just makes me think like. Just how grateful I am that I, because like, as far as I'm aware, I don't have any food allergies. And like, thinking about the celiac disease, and like, I, you know, I have a friend who has Crohn's disease, uh, like, also can't eat a ton of different things. And then, um, like, people with like peanut allergies and whatnot, like, I'm just like, good lord, like, how do you function? <laughs> I'm just because like everything is made around everything else on these like or in the factories and whatnot. People it's like, can't when, have eggs at all. Egg can't be in it or anything. It's like well then condiments are right out the window. For yeah, you. like I'm I'm dead. Like I don't. Yeah, one of my my friend who had uh, 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 who had celiac her her daughter they were they were they were waiting a while and they had to keep her on a a glutenless diet at first to see. You know, if she to to slowly later on try to introduce it to her to see if she had had any condition, uh, and I told him I told him at the time I was like, you know, eventually she's going to taste real toast for the first time and look at you and go, why have you betrayed me? <laughs> you kept this from me. This was something I could have been having this whole time. That's how you make <laughs> super villains. <laughs> it's how you build bitterness and resentment in a human. I'll say that. <laughs> Speaking of uh, bitterness and resentment in a human, uh, let's talk about what we've been drinking. Drink with me, friend. I mean, I'm not really resentful or bitter about what I was saying. We could have gotten bitterness with like certain drinks, I guess. I mean, I'm bitter and resentful, but it has nothing to do with what I'm drinking. (laughs) Fair. Uh, So I have to point out. So I looked up. um, Great beer was the only place I could find that had like a list, but of (laughs) I know, uh, but of of beer that uses millet and i forgot about these these are so this one and i'm sure it's not meant to be what i'm thinking no it is but the the name is glutenberg that's the name of the brewery and i was like if there isn't a damn printing press somewhere on that's because that's where my head went no, no see my first thought and it should be to the printing press my first thought was there needs to be a giant picture of Steve yeah. Gutenberg. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's Canadian, <laughs> so I don't know if you know they're they're based out of Montreal. But yeah, uh, look, Steve Gutenberg is a world treasure. <laughs> he transcends boundaries. Fair. Is he? Is he really? But back yeah, in so, back in the eighties, that man was a treasure. They say, or is he a family friendly eighties treasure that needs to stay in the eighties? Well, mean, that's probably fair. Point. But have you seen him since the eighties? No. No, I don't want to Gone. keep the illusion. He's he did his work and he gets he 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 rode off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Glutenberg and then the ghost fish seem to be the biggest of the gluten free. He did um, short brewers. circuit and then rode off from that horridly racist portrayal that he had to sit next to. 
Oh, right. I was like, he wasn't the, yeah. <laughs> the thing wasn't. was, there's a short circuit too, and that guy, the other guy, I think is in that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's God. bad. It I is. Love, I love those it movies. Is, it's and, the one I saw first. It, mm. <laughs> all right, so what we're drinking. And then back for more. <laughs> what are we drinking? I don't know. We're drinking beers that my boss <laughs> gave me from Colorado. Um, I, I, I love... Sorry, that's my new favorite thing. All right, no, we got to get this back right. This train. What are we drinking? I don't know. What are we drinking? <laughs> Seriously, though, what? what I don't know. Uh, drinking cook. Well, first it was Cookie Monster Oreo Milk Stout from something. Literally, that's the name of it. <laughs> something <laughs> Brewery from Brighton, Colorado. All right. Um, it was. I don't see the the deets. It was good on the label. It was all right. I, it did not taste like Oreo cookies. Not at all. Um, <laughs> it just tasted kind of like a like a stout, a, like a like a sweet stout. I'm like, okay. I mean, in fairness, I feel like a sweet stout. If it's like a a, a creamy milk, uh, creamy sort of stout, they I guess they, in their mind oh, we're close enough to Oreos already. It was it's already good. got your yeah. <laughs> um and the, the, finished it off here with. Was uh, just Psycho Penguin Vanilla Porter from Odyssey Brew Works. Again from Colorado. Oh, oh, this one's from Arvada. Hey, Brian. Mm. Um, So, uh, all right. I've seen that 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 um, that logo before. I feel like possibly Um, when we were there. So now, so we've tried your the the beer that your boss got you, and now at some point we have to try the one that my boss got me Again, from Texas. We mm-hmm. can't buy beer in this house anymore because no, it gets it just, gifted it, to it us. Just happens. Too regular. Everyone's like, "You like beer here?" And I'm just like, "Well, I mean, I've bought two things of beer recently, and I don't, I don't have no idea when we'll get to it." But yeah, yeah. I I went on I went on a beer buying uh, freeze for a while, and I am I'm at the point now where it's drunkard needs beer badly, <laughs> uh, but not for tonight. Tonight we drank the style. So what are you drinking then? Thank you for picking up that segue. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I went. What do I have in the fridge that's uh, 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 gluten free? Ignoring apparently the liquor shelf behind me, which apparently also would have counted. Um, uh, no, I I grabbed uh, some uh, uh, some sake as I have been wont to do recently. Uh, uh, I grabbed some uh, void sake, the uh, Wilder. It is a uh, Mexican hot chocolate sake. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, comes in at. Uh, uh, 15% ABV. Apparently I have bottle number 10. So I'm just looking at the, the stuff on the side for it. Uh, this has uh, ancho chilies that sat in the sat in there with it for uh, they told me how long and I can't remember now. A, a, a sizable amount of time. Uh, and it is uh, plus, there's some some chocolate flavoring in there to kind of give it some of that uh, chocolatiness. It is it is nice. It's it's delicious. It is the it is as spicy as I want a beverage to be. 
I'm fine with food being spicy, but I don't. I'm not always on board with all of my my with a drink, yeah. where I expect refreshment. Yeah. To to be you know kick you in the face spice. This is right at that peak where like my my mouth goes. You're fine without having to like. <sighs> you just, there's enough to know that you have a kick, and you're like, all right, all right, this 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 will do. Uh, but no, it's it's real tasty. Um, it also has a. Um, uh, sorry, I was just thinking like I was trying to pick out a different taste, and all I got was like a nice big chunk of heat again on my tongue, and I was like. Yeah, uh, it's it's spicy. It's got like a little bit of uh, it's got like a nice like kind of creamy in the mouth feel for it. Uh, I I guess it is tech. I don't know if it's a nigori or not. It is cloudy. Well, it's not like as cloudy as some of the other ones, but it's I don't know. I don't quite know how to classify all of this one. But since I think there's stuff back in it, I believe it's still a nigori. So it's not a, a clear. Uh, you? Is the other name for it? Anyway, um, but good, solid choice. Uh, uh, I think they're running low on their their bottles of that now until the next time they make it, which I know they're going to make it again. So, and I think I've managed to smuggle everyone a bottle of this by now. It's good stuff. <laughs> on my I, end, yeah. Let's say, how about you, Casey? One. I have um, a throwback to one of the other shows. The cranberry lime kettle sour. I had so you gave me some of that finally when when we got to meet up again. Yep, I got some. La- I had some in I think for the pre-show or like the new show uh, mm. last week. Oh, that was good. <laughs> good. It's flying dog, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like low, like I keep forgetting how good flying dog is. Like in my head, I don't seek them out, but every time I have one, I'm never disappointed. But this is Casey's what we're drinking, and I can't shut up. <laughs> oh no! I mean, that was that, I've already said I have what I have to say about it in the previous <laughs> episode. So go listen to them. But it's good beer. Oh, and especially for it being now over a year old. Yep. Yeah. That that held, held well. well. Yeah. I, also, I love the the label art and whatnot. It though. makes me like cringe at how tart it had to have been. Oh, fresh. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. I mean, you say cringe. I say pucker up, buttercup. <laughs> no. All right. Speaking of puckering up, uh, today's show was written. Let's pucker up and kiss Casey's. <laughs> today's buttercup. show was written by Casey uh, using sources from a multitude Everywhere. of online sources. And I'm going I'm willing to bet his own hard earned knowledge. But the heart of the beer. Let's not call it hard earned. I mean, drinking is hard. <laughs> I mean, no, no. It, it's it's a difficult life. Someone has to do it, and the four of us are those people. <laughs> that's right. We're doing it so you don't have to, or so We're you doing, can, or so you can. That's that's probably fair. We we want you to, within reason. But you know what else we want you to do. Subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com or follow us on Have a Drink Show on social media at twitch.tv. And you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. Use the feed, uh, use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or the feedback page on the website. Uh, you can also uh, throw a message in a bottle. Uh, we're in landlocked areas. I don't know how it'll get to us, but 
you know, life uh, finds a way. The Ohio River connects to a lot of things. <laughs> it flows north. All joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. And also, uh, hit us with that feedback if you have uh, any feedback on the new, you know, format of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> I, I mess myself up every time with this. I guess, I guess this would still be in a couple of weeks by the time they hear this, because this will go out. Yeah, then? it'll also be posted on, uh, yeah, on Easter weekend, so... Yes, yeah, so anyway, check us out another couple of weeks for the next live episode. Uh, and remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow or also, I need to add this in here, haveadrinkstore.com for some merch. And oh. once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> it's found <laughs> like Founders Brewing. No, like Diamond Club. Like they're oh. at they're at uh, the hundred uh, the seven acre Schwood. Gotcha. Yeah, it's um. It's I've been seeing pictures on Twitter, and then I had to like just turn them off because I was like, I'm just jealous. <laughs> yeah, the last episode of of DTNS, Tom was in Jury's house. <laughs> Like, I, you oh. know what? I haven't watched Jury's stream in a while to see what his setup looks like, if it's the same or not, since he's I, I haven't seen moved the video. down at Austin. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I it's just much hear him more on DTNS. professional now. I mean, it was professional before, but it's, I'm willing to bet it looks, uh, in my head, it looks more like an, a professional studio. Well, well I mean, he, does, he still does it, I think, at his head. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet he just, like, he has a he studio took some, He's always had a studio room, but I'm just saying, like, he went above and beyond now that he's like, I I own a home. So he's like, I will tear these walls down and make the walls soundproofing. And by, by the way, yeah, someone someone's listened to World's Greatest Con now. Oh, yes, yes. I Oh, the first season. Yeah. Second season's good. I, I, I do highly recommend it. I'm only a couple. Uh, I think I only watched a couple episodes of it. Very, Are they, very good. I like. I started, and that, it was just like, nope. <laughs> it was like we're just we're plowing through this. Yeah, it's 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 audio. They they did just do like some some like little video things for the new one recently, but. Well, I do have to say, so. Really. Yeah. Binging through it that that connects into what I've been up to, very very well. So, uh, listening to World's Greatest Con. Uh, while working, and let's just say at uh, at the tender tender age of thirty six, I've discovered the horror of shin splints. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, because it because uh, I kept telling everyone what was going on, and I was like, I've never experienced this pain before. My dad was like, Sounds like shin splints. <laughs> and I looked it up, and I was like, No, yeah, that that and especially when I read the thing, it's like when you go from you know, when you change up your activity level uh, in a small amount of time, like you can, it's very easy to get them. And I was like, well, I went from walking maybe a mile a week, like, and then that's just like around the office and around the house, 
to I walked 50 miles this week. Yeah. On pavement, up and down hills. And it's like, nope. Um, by It started hurting Thursday a little bit. It was sore. And I was like, yeah, this is annoying. He's like, I'll ice it and stretch it, and I'll be fine. Friday, I'm like, ah, it's still a little sore. And I had uh, about 14 miles to walk on Friday. I got to mile seven and said, we're done. <laughs> we're there are limping some, back to the car. and There are some it. stretches you can do to help with it. And I've had to try to help a little bit because there are times I've tried doing it and I've, I, I'm going to start getting them again when I start getting back to running, uh, hopefully by summertime. Uh, but it is, yeah, it's not fun. I've never had them. Like it, it started, I was like, I don't know what this is. It's like some kind of cramp or something. I was like, I don't know. It's just sore in the front. I was like, why is it sore in the front? Why is it sore in my shins? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's it's really low on mine. I'm like, I guess technically yeah. it's close to the shin. I, I was like, because uh, I kept wanting to say it's more of my ankle. like the. And... I, I, yeah, I would feel mine all all up and down my, my shins. Uh, and, you know, that's... <laughs> I used to get it bad when I did cross country too in in high school, uh, but God, now where I'm old and fat, it's <laughs> isn't that all? I was fat then too, but you know, fatter. Yeah, well, uh, sorry, that, that's a good segue actually because I found that clip, um, the 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 thing. Uh, you stopped eating gluten, you'd feel way fucking better all day. Whenever you feel shitty, that's because of gluten. That's not true. Who it the is. fuck told you not to eat gluten? It's just true. You don't even know what gluten is. I know is. what fucking gluten is. No, you have no idea I what gluten is. I do know what gluten is. Gluten's a vague term. It's, 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 it's something that's used to categorize things that are bad. You know? <laughs> Calories. That's a gluten. Fat. That's a gluten. Somebody just told you you probably shouldn't eat gluten. You're like, oh, I guess I shouldn't eat gluten. Gluten means bad <laughs> shit, man. And I'm not eating it. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. Fuck! Each bite is better than the previous bite. Gluten! Gluten! They're eating Carl's Jr. Yeah. Oh, God. The inferior Uh, Hardee's. Man, Hardee's used to be, uh, back when I I worked at the Mac, uh, was uh, the the splurge day. Like, we we had a long day. It's like, you know what? Let's splurge. We're... We're going to Hardee's for lunch, everybody. Anyone and else remember the $6 burger? I do. Oh, yeah. I also I also remember uh, eating like a triple, uh, triple burger from there one time and like trying to work the rest of the day. I was still like 16 and I still like my body went, no. <laughs> nope. Until yeah. you get the meat sweats. Yeah, yeah, that's Arby's is a magical or Arby's uh, Hardee's is a magical. Well, they're both magical places. No, Hardee's Arby's is so. Arby's is a dumpster fire, but Hardee's <laughs> Hardee's is a magical place where you can get fried chicken and biscuits, gigantic, amazing cheeseburgers. You used to be able to also get roast beef sandwiches. I mean, it was like they that... they had one of the better uh, uh, fast food biscuits and gravy that I could find. Yeah, the uh, not in the very like 
recent past, you could get a fried bologna biscuit in the mornings. Mm. They're just, and they're not even, they're they're not even like trying to be sly, but they're just like, yeah, this is this is bad for you. Yeah, this is this is basically the heart attack grill, but not. <laughs> look, you but knew what guys you, don't eat free. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, look. You knew what this was when you walked in. Yeah, like we're not even trying to pretend. Here. On uh, band trips, like for pet band, before we would leave in the afternoon, like on a Friday, if we were going for traveling for a football game or something. Me and Pat would always run across the street, and we'd each get a box of fried chicken, <laughs> and just demolish it. And it even like became a joke that we were sucking the marrow out of the bones. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, See, I never actually got to have Hardee's much. I, did we even have a Hardee's in Brownsville? Um, you did. Did you have a Hardee's? Yeah. We? Yeah, you did. Oh, I don't even know. I've I've had, like, the breakfast thing you're talking about. Like, I've had Hardee's breakfast maybe once or twice. And all I remember is, like, that. Cinnamon roll. Yes, the, the cinnamon raisin. <laughs> yeah, you, you had to have had a Hardee's because the number of times I would have to go up. Uh, for like, because uh, I would do during academic team stuff, I'd have to go up that way some Saturdays, and dad would be, We're going by Hardy's. I need coffee and hash rounds, and you need biscuits and gravy. <laughs> You're right. I do need biscuits and gravy. Thank you for enabling me, dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I just never, never bothered with it. There was, uh, I also worked at McDonald's, so it's like I didn't really have a lot of time to just, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There was a there was a day uh, I remember when uh, back when I worked at the Mac they that something had gone wrong and they did they couldn't get you know catered food to us like they were expecting us to because like you know we would eat whatever catering the acts had at the show and they went oh yeah um, there's none for you guys oh they went uh, so meals are on the on on the company today and we were all, like, placing an order to uh, to Hardee's and we just went. Make everything a large. Uh, add an extra this. I need a uh, I need a milkshake to go with mine in addition to my drink. <laughs> yep. It's like I ain't paying for this. We getting fat tonight, guys. <laughs> I'll do a number whatever with an extra extra patty added to it, and then can I get a can I get a side of another number? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we ate like kings. Uh, uh, Casey, anything? Uh, what, what 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 sort of shenanigans you been up to? I'm eating a spicy pepperoni pizza right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm on I'm on my like cut down on pizza for at least another week. Kick right now, so probably a good idea. <laughs> I would eat it every single day and tried to in in high school and or no middle school, and it's how we discovered I can't do that. <laughs> And then college, it was twice a week. Yep. Monday yeah. nights and, and uh, Thursday nights. Yeah. <laughs> you had a schedule? <laughs> that's when the guy came with pizza, pizza man in the cometh. back of Yeah, that's when the pizza man came with uh, hot pizzas for $5 and the back of his SUV. <laughs> Remember this <laughs> With pizza that had to have been treated with formaldehyde. That shit <laughs> didn't age. It didn't. It didn't spoil. You set it on top of the air conditioner. That was cold enough. It, you can keep Monday nights all the way to Wednesday nights. <laughs> wow. God, it was that it yeah. cut through you like a knife. 
and you didn't care because it was pizza late at night. It stayed it fresher was- longer on the on the air conditioner than it would in you. <laughs> <laughs> it so wasn't like- good. It wasn't good for you. I, but it was- I actually enjoyed it. I got to the point where I was like, all right, this ain't bad. Uh, look, I would still eat it. I would eat it without complaints. But I would acknowledge it was not among my higher... I- it was not among my hierarchy of better pizzas. <laughs> and then the guy got put in jail for vote buying. Yep. Probably uh, with pizzas. Prob- <laughs> well, he was running for he was running for stuff while he was selling his pizzas. So it was not that long after we left. Mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> and then passed away not long ago after that after he got out of jail. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. He he just missed the legitimacy market of just his head having an app. <laughs> yeah, he oh was. I mean, literally. I don't. It was like a forerunner or something. But that sucker was f- from the back all the way up to the passenger seat. And we floor we to ceiling get, pizzas. Yeah, because because our dorms were the last ones he stopped at. He would go oh. over to the to the other ones first. He would go over to like you know the. First two sets of dorms first, because he'd come like, up that road, yeah. And we were the last ro- last stop. I say, were they're just like college kids chasing him? <laughs> pizza <laughs> man, the pizza man. No, he, he went to the dorms because he knew because uh, our dorms had curfews, and he knew to show up just before curfew. And we would, you know, walk out there. Five dollars. Here's your pizza. There would be a uh, wow break. Yeah. <laughs> that would be it'd be like in the middle of shit. All right, everybody, stop what we're doing. Like, what? We're in the middle of the entire raid. Can wait. We have we have pizza, pizza to here. get. Yeah. Uh, wow. And then if he didn't, he usually sold out. But if he didn't sell out, just he sitting would out roam there. Our halls. Yep. He would walk through the hall, yelling, "Hot pizza, five dollars." Wow. <laughs> but was it really hot? I mean, that was the crazy part about it. I wonder how he steamed on the way over there. Because <laughs> all, if you think you pack a car full of hot pizza straight out of the oven, yeah. and then you drive, you're going to get hot. Mm-hmm. That, that or he just had the the exhaust was broke and pointed up through the floorboard. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that maybe why he died carbon carbon monoxide. Could have uh, been. But yeah, he, uh, I mean, that was a definitely a developing part of my childhood for sure. It's hot pizza, man. Yeah. Like I, I can, I can hear his voice some days when I'm eating pizza. <laughs> I go to little Caesars for a, for a hot and ready, like a $5. And I just go hot pizza, $5. <laughs> yep. Except, except I don't get the five dollar one anymore. I get the six dollar one because. Well, I think all of them are up over five now. They may actually be over five, but the the. Yeah, I, like I refuse to I refuse to call it by by the name they have it on the menu because it's grammatically extra most in- is better. Oh my god! Because it's grammatically incoherent. No, that's yeah. uh, extra that, most bestest. I say that's different from a hot and ready. It is different from the hot and ready, but they also also have it ready. Yeah, uh, uh, all the same thing really. It's Actually, the same thing with just extra pepperoni and maybe extra cheese. No, they use a different cheese blend for the hot and ready's. Found this out recently. So um, they use 100% mozzarella on um, all the pizzas except for the hot and ready's. The hot and ready's have a mozzarella Munster blend. Ooh. Mm, okay. 
So Which if you've explains ever explains the addictive nature. Yeah, if you've ever been like the hot and ready's just have something about them, it's because <laughs> they, it's a, they actually do. It it's a Munster blend of cheese that goes into it. I guess they somehow get that cheaper, and that's probably the ways they drop yeah. the cost. See the other the other thing about that 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 also has that extra little little kick of they have something about them is uh, my grandfather when he would get them would slide them into the oven just straight onto the rack right after he would buy them he'd bring them home and then just immediately toss it into the oven for <laughs> you know ten minutes and then pull it back out mm. crispiest bottom mm-hmm. and that that makes an entire difference for those like all of a sudden you're taking a bite of it and you're just like the game has been changed <laughs> uh, it's like those pizzas uh, that you buy that like literally you buy a pizza that's uncooked and then you take it home and cook it yeah, that's that's essentially what that is at that point. It's like, oh, it's not quite finished. Take it home and finish it off. So, Pre cooked, so it <laughs> must like be a, cooked again. He treated it like it was Papa Murphy's. And yes, that Papa Murphy's. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, those were awesome. That place doesn't exist anymore, but those were awesome. Pizzas. I just remember you could get the giant like tub of cookie dough. To yeah, the, they and, would yeah. just they didn't sell you cookies either. They sold you the tub of cookie dough, raw <laughs> like, cookie dough. They didn't own an oven, actually. They didn't? Ovens are for quitters. Uh, I just remember the pizzas were so big um, in our apartment. Pizza's big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It barely fit in the oven. No, no. Like, it was so big. Like, like the sides of the dough were, like, rubbing against the sides of the oven. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's... Man, we went on a pizza tangent I wasn't expecting tonight. That's... This has been fun. What, uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, Casey's kind of buried the lead with, oh, what have you been up to? Like, oh, nothing. It's like, we just literally had to drag your ass from a concert. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, I just, you've got the, that that was, was that at, was that at the brewery? Oh, no, no. Oh, you were just at a concert. Oh, okay. at the expo, the, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. These, these bands sold out of 7,000 seat arena. Gotcha. Wow. I didn't, yeah. I, 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 Barely heard the bands earlier when I was like doing something else. So it actually sold out four months ago, something like that. But I've been watching scalpers, and I found one that had one listed up online on StubHub for cheaper than the list price of the ticket. And I was like, "Nice, yep." That's that's someone who had to cancel and just needed to try to recoup something. And it was only a single ticket. That was the. It would be fine if you like had a couple, but just one person, a single ticket. Nope. There ain't a whole lot of people going by themselves. So I, uh, that does remind me. I, uh, uh, they were they were giving away tickets for an Eagles show in in Louisville on the radio mm-hmm. this this week, uh, uh, and because they were they, they the tickets went on sale this week, and I did think, you know what, my it's one of my parents' favorite bands. I will try to see if I can find tickets for the for the Eagles for my, for mom and dad. And I'm on the website. I've I found. Not good seats, but like middle, like in in direct view of the stage in nosebleeds. They are three hundred and sixty, I think, a piece. <laughs> Not for the Eagles. Dumb. And I went. Well, I just went. Okay, I had I had some seats picked out. I was like, maybe I could try to go. Maybe I don't know. And I I, I sent a text. I, I called Dad real quick before I. I like, you have X amount of minutes before I was like, let me call Dad. Dad, I have like a few seconds to talk. Do you want to go see the Eagles? And he went, your mom may have to cancel last minute. Don't buy them. Okay. Mm. 
and I told him afterwards, like, how much were those tickets going to be? I was like, probably a thousand dollars total. God, <laughs> like yeah, if I was going to try to go to, and he just went, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy anything if I'd known you had dropped that much money. <laughs> and I went, I wouldn't have told you. Uh, yeah, 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 that's the point. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was one that I was like, mm. it's like for, for for and I also like that's the thing I was like, there there I I knew those tickets were going to be incredibly overpriced, and also there's only one original member of the band and Joe Walsh. Like that's all you're going to see at that point. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I just I can't bring myself to pay a whole lot for tickets to anything because. I've seen what they've become. That's so what I was like, you know, earlier I was talking about, I was like, oh, Less Than Jake's going to be in town on a Saturday. Like, I could legitimately go to this with very few issues. But I'm like, I, I'm used to paying 20 bucks to go see a roster of, like, four bands that I love, not mm-hmm. $50 for one band I like. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not worth it. I've, my life's gotten to a point that I was like, we'd... When we'd Damn, seen those concerts. <laughs> when we'd seen all the bands that we loved so much, and it was like, yeah, we're not traveling for concerts anymore unless it's like a lineup that we can't resist. Because we used yeah. to go to Cleveland all the time. God, I don't miss that part though. <laughs> and so tired. We were in Cleveland and Columbus all the time because they got all like the big national runners and all this stuff, and we, we never paid more than like twenty twenty five bucks a ticket for shows and now it's like 50 bucks a ticket and I'm driving like five hours. Like, <laughs> Negative. No. Yeah. I, I will say Casey, I'm trying to keep an eye out for the next Protoman show that comes anywhere nearby. They went on tour recently and they're, yep. Uh, they were they, in, uh, they're going tonight. To they were in at exit in. I'm pretty sure this was their, the end of their tour. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I'm I'm wanting them to come back to Lexington at some point because I've I've I have convinced a number of my friends they need to see them. Uh, I I've got uh, I've got Justin to start playing uh, the Protoman uh, at Void on like their Pandora station. Like I, I've nice. introduced it to people, and now like if you're in there at a certain time, he looks around and like no one here but us nerds. Boom, and he's also said like. This station has is just a grab bag of nonsense at a certain point. It's like, yeah, that's what you get when you put the proto in and does anything. It makes no sense anymore. So, Casey, uh, next year for Hillbilly Days, you all need to try and get uh, Rev Payton booked at the brewery. Hmm. <sighs> you even? God, that'd be that'd be a fun show. I'd I'd brave Hillbilly Days for that. We've uh, seen him now like four or five times at least. Half a dozen, yeah. I mean, I've, uh, I've seen him twice, I think, now. Which is not a lot. I don't go to a lot of concerts. Uh, well, we've had opportunities too, just, I mean, since they, they're from Indiana. So they're, it's like, yeah, they're yeah. from yeah. not far. So when they do, well, <laughs> whatever town, I don't think there is a town, they always just say Brown County. <laughs> is the where they're from and like when they do hometown quotes shows it's in cincinnati or over here in newport mm. Mm. see because the 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 first time i saw them was with with you know all of us went to go yeah. see them together because they were they were like the middle act for for Flog uh Flog, for a flogging molly show yeah because that's who discovered them yeah and we festival yeah, and we had that this moment in the middle of that that thing where like 
there was it was a, it was a, a routine by that point for those shows was like the first act sucked and the middle act was usually pretty solid and then and then we we you know, watched the main yeah. show we came for uh but there was that I mean, like you were seeing Rev Payton come out like it's a washboard player mm-hmm. what she is just a, lit that are, on fire he's like what are we about to see and I, I think it was uh Matt's what wife Tasha mean? saying like like I don't know how you turned a crowd ready to mosh into singing uh amazing grace singing gospel songs at the end of this but and you're like yeah those guys had some energy about them that they they'd get you on your side mm. <laughs> they know how to sh- they do a show that's for damn sure yeah more rev in my life uh, well, you know also what i love the story of, of i also love Sleep. the story of him trying to tell someone like hmm you don't like you guys don't have a bass player Where, where's your bass set up no <laughs> i do it um, i play bass and guitar it's my thumb <laughs> Sorry, uh, I interrupted. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know what I need more in my life? And I think Brittany does, too. Sleep? Yep. Literally yeah, always. I was going to say, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. We got a, we got a youngin that uh, gets anyway. up. Yeah, he got, he's been getting up a half hour early, which to Brittany was grounds to, like, throw him out the damn window. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've been missing sleep, and... Four thirty in the morning, guys. Every day this last week. Just, no, okay. thank you. Yeah, I try. My alarm goes off at four forty-five, and there was one day. I think it was like the first day of it when he he just laid there. I guess after he woke up, and I was creeping after my alarm went off, shutting his door so I could get ready for work. As soon as I got the door shut, I hear. Ah, I open the <laughs> door and I walk in, and he goes, "Dad, you closed the door on me." No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, God damn it. <laughs> so I took like, him and threw him in the bed with her. I was like, here. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you just take him and you just go, sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> we tried that. And that does not work. We him. tried that one morning and he screamed. We, so we realized he can never know. He has the upper hand because we live in an apartment. He screamed uh-huh. and it sounded like a woman being fucking <laughs> murdered. <laughs> and that's, I was like, if he finds out that that's all he has to do and we like have to cave to whatever it is, I was like, it's over. <laughs> see, see, my, my version of sleepy is when I'm playing like, like a stealth game or like Batman or something where you're, like, you're choking a guy out. Try that's the sleepy I was talking about. You just sneak up behind him and just go sleepy, sleepy. He's got tiny lungs. He'll be out in like seconds. <laughs> I watched, um, I've been watching a lot of like Steve-O videos. And apparently there was a time when, um, like, that whole crew was learning how to choke people out. (laughs) (laughs) And it got real dark real quick because, like, people weren't waking up immediately. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. Like, yeah, the first couple times you were good. But, like, the more it happened, the, the longer they were staying out. And uh, they were like, guys, we, we, we can't be doing this anymore. <laughs> nope. Well, and, and you don't say. The jackass guys were being irresponsible. <laughs> 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 Not that Johnny Knoxville has permanent brain damage now. From a bull. And it, like a concussion could be it. Like he could, he yeah. already has, I didn't realize that. He's like, he has speech problems legitimately from his brain damage. And he's like, 
it, an, another concussion could be it, and he could be comatose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, folks, it's been fun. It's been real. Mm. I want to go to bed yeah, and yeah, eat this right. last piece of pizza. Sounds great. All oh, right. I Good night, everybody. I want to do what Casey's doing. <laughs> All right. Good night, folks. See ya. Night, bye. Bye. Bye.